From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday, the 1st of August 2022. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the sit-in at Iraq's parliament. However, we'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories and discussing just what's happening this month. But first, a political standoff in the Iraqi parliament. Nearly 10 months after its election last October, Iraq is still without a new government and its political deadlock looks likely to continue. Over the weekend, supporters of the populist Shiite cleric, Muqtada al-Sada, stormed the country's parliament building for the second time in a week. Sada's supporters have now settled in for an open-ended sit-in at the end of parliament to prevent the potential formation of a new Iran-aligned government. In Iraq's election last October, Sada's movement, which is opposed to US and Iranian influence, became the largest party in parliament, with him and his allies making up nearly a quarter of the seats, in what was a big blow to his Iran-backed rivals. However, the Sardarist movement failed to form a government amid a fractured parliament and judicial rulings that stalled its attempts. In June, 73 Sardarist politicians resigned en masse from parliament and since then has rallied his supporters in anti-establishment protests. It was a gamble that was seen as an attempt to bolster his political position as an anti-establishment leader. In the wake of his movement's withdrawal from parliament, his Shiite Iran-linked rivals became the largest coalition. This coalition's recent nomination of Mohammed al-Sudani to be the country's new premier sparked protests by those loyal to Sadar and the storming of parliament on Wednesday. They stayed for two hours before leaving. But at the weekend, tear gas, water cannons and high temperatures failed to stop them pulling down barriers and entering the legislative building again, where they're now settling in for a protracted occupation. A member of Sardar's political team told Reuters that we're staying until our demands are met. And we have many demands. The movement is calling for parliament to be dissolved, new elections to be held, and for federal judges to be replaced, the official said. Sardar launched the, quote, spontaneous revolution of the Green Zone, the governmental centre of Baghdad, which he described as a first step towards an extraordinary opportunity for a fundamental change. His political opponents, the coordination framework, hit back and described his comments as a call for a coup against the people, the state and its institutions. Exactly what comes next remains to be seen, but it points towards continued political deadlock and a risk of fresh violence in Iraq. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Last week, Ukraine and Russia reached an agreement which meant that, in effect, Ukraine would be able to begin exporting grain again. Ever since the invasion, Russia has been blockading Ukrainian ports, which has, as a result, driven global grain costs up and caused a shortage worldwide. This deal will hopefully make grain more affordable and ease the shortage. It'll last for 120 days and can be extended if both sides agree. The very first shipment of grain under said deal left Odessa this morning, with another 16 shipments from ports in this region expected in the next few weeks. 
About this deal, UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres said unlocking ports will provide at least $1 billion in foreign exchange revenue to the economy and an opportunity for the agricultural sector to plan for next year. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Moving to New Zealand, where for the first time since March 2020, New Zealand's borders are fully open. The country had partially reopened to a number of non-New Zealand citizens and residents, including the likes of Australians earlier in the year. But from 11.59pm last night, tourists and visa holders from the rest of the world were allowed into the country for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic. New Zealand implemented one of the world's harshest border policies when COVID hit, barring all non-residents and requiring a period of self-isolation. The original unlocking plan had set the date for fully reopening the border in October, but determining it to be safe to do so in May, it was announced that the date would be brought forward two months to the start of August. Myanmar's junta has announced that the country's state of emergency will be extended for a further six months, until the 1st of February 2023, in a bid to restore stability before holding elections. In a televised speech, the junta chief, who made himself prime minister last August, stressed that in order to hold, quote, fair and free elections, more time was needed to stabilise the country and reform Myanmar's electoral system by combining the pre-existing first-past-the-post system with proportional representation. A state of emergency was first declared back in February 2021, when the military led a coup d'etat against the civilian government led by Aung San Suu Kyi. There is widespread concern that the junta's move is merely a ploy, and that the military will not hold multi-party elections or transfer power to an elected civilian government. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see what's happening this month, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.